Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app at 100.3 HD2. Good morning, football, 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 it is here, folks. It is finally here every fantasy football season. I like to uh, open it up with a little football chant for you. I am Jeff Meller. Thanks for listening. This is the Fantasy Football Show. And if you're new, a first-time listener, thanks for tuning us on today. It is the opening Sunday of week one of the NFL season, and it is the perfect time to give you a quick synopsis of what I do every Sunday morning for you, the listener out there. You can always hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. You can hit me up with your fantasy questions there, or you can do what we've been doing for well over 20 years now on this station, and that is you can give us a call, 312-332-3776, and I always like to... uh, Give a little homage to Harry Tynowitz, who started the fantasy football show way back when, when this station was just beginning. He had the foresight to get things off the ground, and so I uh, gladly carry the torch forward for him. And it is your chance to go ahead and give us your lineup questions every Sunday morning, getting things kicked off at 8 a.m., and I will go ahead and navigate through what you are dealing with, try and talk it through, give you some sage advice, and hopefully if uh, we do give you the good advice more times than not throughout the course of the season you will come up with a fantasy football championship. That's the goal here. But again, also just to have a lot of fun and talk some football if you're a football fan as well. First things first, kick things off with first and 10. Most important thing that I think is on fantasy football players' minds, depending on if you drafted him or not. But I think the biggest question that we have going forward in fantasy football today regards this man. Now Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield, down the sideline, stayed in bounds, and Barkley takes it all the way. Touchdown. The question is, if you drafted Saquon Barkley in the first or second round of your fantasy draft, should you start him today at home at MetLife Stadium against the Broncos as the Giants are, in my opinion, a woeful-looking offense without Saquon Barkley? I think if you drafted Saquon Barkley in either the first or second round or you spent big money on him in your salary cap format, there is really no reason not to use him today. He probably will be limited in touches in regards to what he will be seeing throughout the course of the season. But even if he only sees, let's call it 12 to 14 touches, he's such a dynamic player. He's been cleared to get out there. I think the Giants are going to need to rely on him. So in all likelihood, unless you're playing in a very shallow league, it's hard to envision putting him or keeping him on your bench right now. Again, it may not be exactly what fantasy players want to hear because if you drafted him early, certainly you want him to be that bell cow back that you anticipated him being. But the truth is that I'm not going to go out and advise you not to play him. None of us know exactly what 
he's going to get carries-wise, right? It's not really in the Giants' benefit to tell us, the fantasy players, what they're going to do. They're trying to beat the Broncos today. They don't want to tell the Broncos, hey, even though we've been limiting his contact in practice, um, oh, wink, wink, don't worry. He's going to be full go. It's certainly possible, despite all the consternation about whether or not he will get a full workload. He may still see 18 to 20 touches. And it's just, again, it's not in the Giants' best interest to tell us that situation. So I would say if you have Saquon Barkley, I would certainly go ahead and use him today, unless you're looking at some really stellar options on your bench at running back. Because otherwise, you're just, in all all likelihood, if he does get 10 to 12 touches, gives you 70, 80 yards, and a score, you're just going to lament the fact that you left him on your bench for the opening week of the season. And again, unless you're looking at some very enticing options, I cannot go ahead and endorse putting him on your bench in week one. All right, second on the agenda today, the Ravens' backfield. Boy, Tyson Williams, come on down, but uh, be very careful in the process, right? Baltimore's backfield has been cursed early so far, suffering three season-ending injuries to J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill. Williams is the early favorite to lead the team in touches, but the Ravens' uh, subsequent free agent flurry, if you will, the activity of uh, activity of signing between Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, and Latavius Murray, that cannot make T- Tyson Williams' uh, fantasy owners out there breathe easy. If you're asking me to figure out what's what here, I don't think anybody can actually tell you with any degree of certainty who's going to be the lead back when this season actually gets rolling. I would say Tyson Williams today, though, is a solid RB2 flex spot. However, going forward, once Le'Veon Bell and Latavius Murray in particular get up to speed with the playbook, I would not be surprised if either of those two do see more carries as the season progresses. And Murray certainly seems to be the guy who would be the likely goal line back when he's in there, kind of the role that Gus Edwards saw a majority of last year. But let's be honest. Truth be told, the Ravens are going to be reliant on Lamar Jackson for the most part, certainly down near the goal line Lamar Jackson's a possibility to steal some of those goal line touchdowns and his rushing ability is going to really be what carries this Ravens offense if they're going to be a productive team so I would say if you're wondering or speculating on Bell or Murray like let's I said his name Devontae Freeman throw him to the side he's not worth an ad right now I'd have to see a lot from him before I would go ahead and add him to my fantasy team Le'Veon Bell though again he kind of looked cooked the last few years now and I don't see why his running style in particular would necessarily complement Lamar Jackson, so I'm not really buying into the Le'Veon Bell hype either. Tyson Williams seems to be the guy who has the young legs, who is the good bet to, if anybody's going to be a very good fantasy player, I would probably put my money on Tyson Williams. But Latavius Murray of the others is the other guy who intrigues me a little bit because he was the last running back of the three free agents who's been effective. So... I would say, you know, if I'm ordering, then it's Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray, and then a a dart throw on Le'Veon Bell. Next up, first and 10, 49ers backfield. Roheem Mostert, when he's healthy, he can be a fantasy monster out there. But the 49ers drafted Trey Sermon out of the Ohio State University in the third round for a reason. So I'm curious to see how this one unfolds because... The 49ers offense, what Kyle Shanahan does as a play caller is absolutely brilliant. And so if either or both running backs sees a large portion of carries, which I think is certainly possible for both, they're going to be guys who are going to be 
locked into most fantasy lineups. So I think there's a possibility where both Mostert and Sermon are productive fantasy players. So something to keep an eye on and something I'll be watching for today. Number four, Austin Eckler's ascension into the fantasy elites at the running back position is predicated on him being on the field. And the Chargers haven't played a game yet, and he's already missed multiple days of practice this week. Now the hope is that he'll be out there and ready to go. But I will say... It uh, doesn't bode well if you made the bet on Eckler in the first round this season already that he's dealing with injuries. It's never been about the ability for Eckler. It's more about can he deal with the pounding that a true fantasy workhorse back needs to give you. And because of his side size, I think it's fair to question whether or not he can be somebody who lives up to that. And I would say, you know what, if if Austin Eckler has a big first week, he's somebody you may want to go ahead and throw out there and consider potentially just just dangling out there in front of other running ba- uh, owners and seeing what is available if he has a big week this week because I'm telling you, I'm concerned about his ability to hold up over the long haul of a season as a featured back. Number five in Indianapolis, Carson Wentz has had a tumultuous offseason, but Frank Reich said on Friday he's not expected to be limited in any way. Now, Wentz's fantasy impact may not be the biggest factor for him in particular, but his success, I think, is critical to productive seasons for Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, and I'll even toss in uh, Naheem Hines, who just signed a big extension with the Colts, I believe it was yesterday, if not Friday, um, making him one of the top 10 highest paid running backs in fantasy football. So I'll tell you, my read on that is that Naheem Hines, if you were able to snag him in a PPR format, I think that just goes to show you the Colts think he is going to be a productive player. They didn't go and sign him to and make him one of the top 10 highest running backs in the league. Now, certainly we can you know quibble on a different show about running backs getting paid these days, but Naheem Hines is somebody who is in the plans for Frank Reich and the Colts offense. So I think Carson Wentz, being out there is good for Naheem Hines, and it's certainly good for Jonathan Taylor as well, who a lot of people bet big on this season. I think Jonathan Taylor, if he's going to continue to be a really good player, needs Carson Wentz to be out there and productive. All right, a couple of rookie running backs as I'm running through my first and 10 here on the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000. Again, 312-332-3776. Call now if you want to get in, and we will uh, take your calls here shortly. But uh, I just want to let you know that couple rookie running backs that I have my eye on. Najee Harris of the Steelers and Javante Williams. That's my six and seven here in first and ten of the rookie running backs out there. The Steelers and Broncos both, I think, will be relying heavily on these two players. And the first week we will let them go ahead and play with their brand new toys like it's Christmas morning. It will be interesting to watch. And I certainly will be curious to see how that one plays out. Curtis Samuel of the Washington football team. A lot of folks thought had him targeted as a fantasy sleeper. Samuel has been placed on injured reserve. And that means that Terry McLaurin, well, he was already likely being drafted as a close to, if not top 10 wide receiver in most leagues. So uh, this just bodes well for him and Logan Thomas, I think, to have big, big years that we are already expecting. Number nine on first and 10, DeAndre Swift will not be limited and is ready for the Lions opener today against the 49ers. That is certainly encouraging news for DeAndre Swift owners out there. DeAndre Swift is somebody who I think 
you've probably already seen a lot of buzz around Jamal Williams. Williams certainly will be the guy who is probably going to be featured near the goal line. But I do think DeAndre Swift has a lot of value. He's explosive. And in the passing game, which if you've been playing fantasy football now for a while, you're aware that the uh, passing touches, the receptions are the most valuable touches for a running back. So DeAndre Swift, even though Jamal Williams, it seems like has been a thorn in his side with all the offseason reports. I think DeAndre Swift is someone you can certainly lean on today if you need that second running back or a flex. And then finally, last thing up here on first and 10 before we get to your calls, the rookie quarterbacks here in Chicago. We certainly know all about Justin Fields and we are anticipating and waiting. Cannot, cannot wait to see him out there today against the Rams. Well, will we see him? That's the question, certainly. But I know Bears fans everywhere are psyched about that. So whenever that does happen, we will certainly have you covered. But from a fantasy perspective, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Williams, Mac Jones, and then Trey Lance and Justin Fields to a lesser extent because obviously they're not expected to. Well, we know Fields won't start and Lance, even though Kyle Shanahan has been coy with the media. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo seems like he is likely to start today based on everything that he said. So Trey Lance, even though he's been dealing with an injury, he will play according to Adam Schefter earlier today. So I'm curious to see how the rookie quarterbacks play out because Lawrence and Wilson, I think, are guys who, as the season progresses, could certainly be fantasy impact players just based on the volume, I could see a scenario where the Jags and the Jets are bad defensively and Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, even though they may throw picks, I think it's certainly possible they could pile up a lot of passing yardage and maybe some garbage touchdowns. So I think Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are both guys to keep an eye on and maybe even worth picking up and stashing on your roster. I'm guessing Trevor Lawrence, just based on the fact that he was a number one overall pick, is owned in most fantasy leagues. However, Zach Wilson doesn't have nearly the shine because, uh, you know, it's the Jets and nobody really has any confidence in the Jets, despite the fact that it's a whole new regime. I think someone like Zach Williams, or I'm sorry, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones are worth adding and stashing on your bench if you have a little bit of room just to kind of wait and see it play out because you'd rather have them on your roster today and then you can move forward uh, in week two. You can cut them if, you, if, if it looks so bad that it's not worth it. But I always like to Get ahead of the game. Add guys this morning if your league allows for free agent additions. Get ahead of it. Add them to your roster Sunday morning if you have any inkling that they might blow up or have a big game. That way you don't have to worry with, worry about waivers as the uh, season, as, you know, as we hit week two waiver wires run. So, all right, the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller here for you. Again, 312-332-3776. Plenty to talk about. That is first and 10, all the key issues that I'm keeping my eye on, along with some of the bigger injuries around the league today. But up next, all of your lineup dilemmas here on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. How 
apropos Sunday, bloody Sunday, but my friends, it is a fabulous Sunday because it is the first week of the NFL season getting kicked off. Plenty of action. Of course, the Bears will be opening up at SoFi Stadium for the first time with fans in the stands. That is the Sunday nighter. Lots of great action. I will be back later today after the White Sox game alongside Dion Miller as we give you the Bears pregame show. We'll be doing that all season, two hours before the game kicks off. So today with the night game, I'll be back later on this afternoon after the White Sox game with Dion Miller. So make sure you tune in for that as well ahead of Bears and Rams. All right, this is, though, the fantasy football show, and this is where I take your questions and we try and uh, sort through your dilemmas and figure out the best option for you as a fantasy football owner. 312-332-3776. That is how Ron got in, Ron and Schomburg. Hey, Ron, what's going on, man? Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing very love well. Your, love your show. Love listening to you and getting your advice. Long-time listener. Thank you so much, Ron. I appreciate the compliment, my friend. Um, okay, my dil- dilemma is I got four quarterbacks. It's a two-quarterback league. Okay. I got Josh, Josh Allen starting. And obviously, and I got, yep. I got Trevor Lawrence. He's, uh, I hate to start a rookie, but he's playing Houston. Sure. And then I have Jimmy Garoppolo against Detroit. Pretty mm-hmm. good matchup. And Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. You know I what, Ron? I-, I wanted to go with four quarterbacks to start with because one gets injured or something. Yeah, no, I listen, I love the strategy, Ron. I'm right there with you in two quarterback leagues. I try and load up on the quarterbacks and get myself four as well. Like, good strategy point for anyone who's considering playing in a two QB league next year. The most, one of the most valuable assets in those leagues are quarterbacks because you've only got 32 starters. And, you know, if you're talking a 10 or 12 team league, all of a sudden it's ideal for 20 or 24 to be starting each week. So, yeah, it's definitely worthwhile to have four on your roster. So I love the, the move from a strategic, a strategic point of view, Ron. I personally think I would play Trevor Lawrence this morning or, or today, giving you the advice this morning. I know what you, I understand your reluctance. He is a rookie quarterback, but that Houston matchup is enticing. And what concerns me about Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers is just the fact that I think Listen, we know that Trey Lance is going to be involved somehow, some way in that offense. The dynamic ability that he brings to their running game and their play-action game is the reason why he was drafted as high as he was, Ron. So I think Lance is going to be worked in a little bit, which could you know, potentially be a vulture to some of those short touchdowns that are very beneficial for, to us fantasy players that Jimmy G, I think, you know, I just don't like that matchup. I kind of want to see it play out. I know the Detroit Lions are a sweet matchup. It looks good on paper. But I also can see the scenario where the 49ers run all over the Lions, get up big, and Jimmy G's stats, you know, I, I could see a 48 to 10 win for the Niners with, uh, you know, close to 200 rushing yards, and Jimmy G doesn't break 200 passing. So I would use Trevor Lawrence in this situation. Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos, I think, are going to be feeding the ball to Javante Williams quite a bit. So uh, I want to hey, wait before I use Bridgewater. Yeah, Ron, what's up? Yeah, one question too. Also, Chalk is available in my uh, in my league mm-hmm. as a wide receiver with Jacksonville. Would that be a good move to pick him up? Um, you know, uh, thanks for calling, Ron. I will uh, say that DJ Chark is somebody who probably should be on a roster of you know on someone in a league that's ten or twelve teams. He probably should be on a roster, but it doesn't necessarily have to be your roster if you drafted well and you've got a lot of good wide receivers. So it really would be dependent on on who you're cutting in that situation. Um, but like 
you know, again, this is a scenario where you really got to look through your roster and say, all right, DJ Chark, I think the possibility for him having big upside this year is certainly out there. So I might want to grab him at the back end of my roster. You kind of got to finagle, though, your roster spots and figure out who to cut in that situation. Let's go back back out to the phone lines and say good morning to Tom in Bridgeport, longtime listener. Hey, Tom. How you doing, buddy? Great to be back. I need uh, two of these four uh, receivers, none PPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Davis, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman, and then I've got a question. What do you think about Antonio Brown going forward? All right, Tom. So I will say... Of your options today, I love uh, Corey Davis and T. Higgins versus Judy and Pittman. That one's a pretty easy call for me. I think Zach Wilson will be feeding Corey Davis this season, so I like the volume that he's likely to see in a PPR format. And, you know, at this point, I don't know how you could trust Jamar Chase in the Bengals offense with just the crazy off uh, preseason of drops that he's had and also being a rookie. So I would go ahead and plug T Higgins in Jerry Judy's dealing with Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant uh, in that passing game. So I'm not necessarily as sold on him being, you know, a marquee receiver in that offense. And I do think, like I just mentioned, I think the Broncos are looking to run more often with Vic Fangio. Um, I want, I think they want that to complement their elite defense Tom. So I think ball possession is going to limit potentially Judy. He's basically going to need to score a touchdown. I think to, uh, outscore those other options. So I'd go Corey Davis and Higgins over Judy. And Pittman, I want to see it with Wentz for a week before I go ahead and use him over those solid options that you have there. Uh, Let's continue to move forward and say good morning to Mike, who is in Mount Prospect. Hey, Mike, you're on the Fantasy Football Show, but you know that. Happy New Year, Jeff. Oh, it's the best. (laughs) Okay, buddy. I got a full PPR league, and I got a little dilemma. I do have DeAndre Swift in my uh, flex. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have concerns, uh, many of them. He's playing against a tough San Francisco defense. Uh, his right tackle, Tyler Decker, Taylor Decker is out. And, uh, you know, football, uh, NFL Network had him ranked as uh, the number one RB to sit. So I got some concerns. I, the, the options are Corey Davis, who you just mentioned you like, and I yep. like how he and Zach Wilson are working together. And, and the other one is Michael Pittman, who's against Seattle's got the fourth uh, worst uh, D last year for whiteouts. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings? Yeah, so, you know, I, Mike, certainly, I think you've listened to the show long enough. You know that I try not to get too lost, in, especially when we're talking about previous seasons defense, because things change dramatically right. over an NFL offseason. Right. So I basically, you, you're, it's accurate, but I throw the, the idea of Seattle's, you know, pass defense against wide receivers completely out the window. That's not going to in any way um, impact my decision on who I would uh, start. I would, as I mentioned, I think Corey Davis, I like the situation he's in. Um, Crowder is out today for the Jets, so that basically leaves Davis and Elijah Moore probably seeing a majority of the targets. And Wilson has really, it seems like, in the preseason, created a nice rapport with Corey Davis. So I, I like him a lot. And listen, I'm not completely shying away from DeAndre Swift. I just like Corey Davis a little bit more today. And I do think the problem for Swift is Jamal Williams, I do think, is going to likely be their goal line runner. And, you know, I think you'll be able to use Swift as an RB2 and flex spot as the season goes forward. But as you mentioned, that's a tough matchup against the Niners. I think the Niners will probably have the ball more than the Lions today. And uh, I don't I just don't love the opportunities for Swift today. So 
Uh, it's, okay. it's not that I'm against Swift. It's more uh, I vote in favor of Corey Davis today, Mike. I agree 100%. And, Jeff, Chicagoland loves you. Oh, Mike, you're too kind. I do appreciate it. Mike from Mount Prospect. Clearly, I'm uh, a little biased, but he may be the caller of the show this morning. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave, good morning. You're on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff, welcome back. Thanks for helping me to my championship last year. I'm glad Best it worked show out. on the radio. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I, I got a PPR question. Um, mm-hmm. I, I lost uh, Gus Edwards. So, what would you? Who do you think here in the flex? I got Tyson Williams and uh, Chase Edmonds. Um, I got to pick one of those two. And I have got a question. Who do you think, as a running back, I might be able to get in a trade for Odell Beckham? I'm sitting good at receiver with um, Godwin, Cooper, and um, Ridley as my receivers. So, and Beasley. Mm-hmm. So what tier running back do you think I could get for Beckham? All right. So I let's start let's let's answer the question here on Tyson Williams versus Edmonds. Boy, this is this is a tough one because look, everybody I think is flying blind with the Baltimore Ravens run, running back situation. Anybody who tells you definitively they know what's going to happen, they're flat out lying. Unless you're a coach in the locker room, I don't think you can know for sure. And listen, I'll also say that despite the fact it it made sense when J.K. Dobbins was on the field and healthy to go ahead and reach for him in like the third round of fantasy drafts because he is a dynamic playmaker. He's got that long speed that you like from a fantasy running back. You know, and it's it made sense they had moved on from Mark Ingram, but Gus Edwards was still there. The Ravens and Greg Roman like to rotate their running backs and they like to keep them fresh, right? So even though I think Tyson Williams is likely to be the lead back who will see the most most touches out of their backfield. The truth is that I don't love the Baltimore Ravens run, uh, situ- situation from a fantasy point of view at the running back. So I think, Dave, especially because it's PPR, I think it makes it pretty easy to use Chase Edmonds today because the uncertainty in the Ravens' backfield, you know, we just can't know until we see what they do in week one here. So I would use Chase Edmonds because, you know, I think he's certainly more likely to catch, catch a few balls, whereas Tyson Williams, we, we just don't know what he is as an NFL player yet. Right. Oh, and then you asked uh, which uh, running back you might be able to target. And yeah, target. What, yeah, what tier of a running back do you think you'd get for Beckham? So, like, here's the thing. I don't think you can trade Odell Beckham right now. Um, the, the reports on him today are that they're going to give it a go in warm-ups and see. He, he looks good. He feels good. But he really has been limited. I don't know if he's even had any contact in the preseason. I feel like I read the other day that he had not even you know, been tackled yet in preseason. And, he's, and his ACL injury um, happened a little bit later in the year than Saquon Barkley's. So there, it is a cause for concern. So I think what you have to do, Dave, is if anything, even though Odell might be the guy you want to move, you either have to wait until he gets out on the field and you know gives you a big game or two so that other fantasy owners out there can buy in to that or find another wide receiver who is a bigger name on your roster and target a higher running back. You know what I'm saying? Because I think if you read yeah. if you read it right now, fantasy owners are like no one's given up, you know, a running back, a top 20 running back for Odell Beckham. They just need to see it on the field before they're willing to do that. So if you have a better wide receiver who's like a bigger name, who might be able to net you a, a better running back? Like guys, I'd be looking to, to grab if they're if at all possible. Is if you want to like make a trade this morning, or if they have a just a so so week. Najee Harris, Javante Williams, those two guys, young, fresh running back legs. 
rookies who I think are going to be the featured backs in their offenses, those are the type of guys that I would be looking at. And if anything, cross your fingers and hope they have a slow week one so that you can go ahead and you know kind of convince the other owners in your league that, hey, this guy may not be all that, and then you you know come in and poach him from their roster. Yeah, Dave, I, have Har- I have Harrison. I really like him yeah, this well, year. There you so. go. Then, then, Dave, you can't trade with yourself. Dave from Elkhorn drops off. That leaves the line open for you. Do appreciate the call, though, as always, Dave. Uh, we got two lines open, 312-332-3776. Tom, Brian, Sean, Steve, Michael, Phil, Eric, and everybody else, I promise we'll get you in. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Good Sunday morning to you. It is week one of the NFL season, the first Sunday of the year, one of the best days of the year. I'm Jeff Meller back on the Fantasy Football Show, back on the air been doing this thing for over 20 years now on ESPN 1000. Glad you could join us this morning. Uh, 312-332-3776. If you got a question for us, I'll try and get you in before the show wraps up at 9. But make sure you make it a habit every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. I answer your fantasy football questions here on ESPN 1000. Let's try Mike, who's in Montgomery. Hey, Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, I want to find out if, uh, what, would you, what do you think about this? Playing Eckler against Washington or... Uh, Miles Sanders against Atlanta. And the only question for me, Mike, is, is it PPR? Full PPR. Yeah, so in in full PPR, I think you have to use Austin Eckler. I mentioned at the top of the show in first and 10 that Eckler was clearly drafted high. In PPR formats, he should deliver value whenever he's out on the field. He's somebody who is likely to, he's going to catch close to 100 passes if he plays, you know, in 15 or more games this season. So I think in PPR formats, Mike, He's, you know, and I know he was, he had days this week where he was not playing and it is a tough matchup against Washington, but the good news is all word Friday from the char- uh, from the Chargers was that Eckler was going to play and it's a noon game. So unless we hear otherwise, and it's, you'll, you'll, you'll know, you know, whether or not you need to turn to Miles Sanders, but I, I would go ahead and use Austin Eckler as long as he's active, which we truly do expect him from all the reports uh, that I've heard from uh, on Friday from Chargers beat reporters. Let's go on out to Sean, who's downtown. Hey, Sean. Hey, good morning. I've got uh, four running backs. I'm kind of leaning towards two of them. Okay. Uh, I need to start uh, two out of the four. I've got uh, Montgomery, uh, Gaskin. I, I think he's a good three-down back. Uh, there's been good endorsements by the coaching staff mm-hmm. in Miami. On the bench, I've got, um, let's see, uh, I've got Debra, uh, Daryl Henderson and Javante Williams. So, Ooh. actually, to tell you the truth, I'm thinking about putting Montgomery on the bench because he's facing that sure. uh, Los Angeles Rams defense. Sure. And sure. And I, look, Sean, I can understand it. And ah, uh, it's tough, though, because the path to victory for the Bears is clearly going to be to rely on David Montgomery today and in a PPR format where he's involved in the passing game. You know, Henderson's somebody who he's intriguing, but he's somebody when I have good options personally, 
I'm going to wait a week. I want to see how the Rams' backfield sorts itself out. Sony Michelle, who's still learning the playbook, but they've been very encouraged, and they gave up a couple picks for him. I think Sony Michelle is somebody who's likely to see the goal line carries. And, you know, from a fantasy perspective, even though Daryl Henderson might see more touches, it's those goal line carries that you really want to boost your running back's value because it's hard to predict when a guy's going to break off a long touchdown from week to week unless you're willing to start him week in and week out. So I personally would say I would wait on Henderson. I would still use David Montgomery. And I know you like Miles Gaskin. I understand it. I'm not as high on Miles Gaskin. I do, though, Sean, love Javante Williams. I would, no questions asked of the four you gave me, Javante Williams would be the first running back I have in my lineup. Javante Williams, I think, is somebody that the Broncos are going to lean heavily on. And I am not concerned at all about Melvin Gordon. Now, I may look foolish uh, when the uh, games wrap up tonight. But I truly think Javante Williams is going to be a workhorse back for them. And I think it's certainly possible that next season we're talking about Javante Williams as a first-round pick in fantasy football. So I'd Sean use Javante Williams and David Montgomery uh, if it were me. Let's try Kevin, who's in Lombard. Hey, Kev, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, guys. Good morning. I have a open and a PR league. I'm trying to determine turn Mike Williams, T. Higgins, uh, Daryl Henderson or uh, Tyler Boyd. Okay, so you've got Boyd and T. Higgins. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a mishap in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is rough because I think from week to week, you could see either guy really, you know, be the lead receiver for the Bengals. So it's it's like flip a coin. I'm picking one of the Bengals, Kevin, but I can't tell you which guy is going to have the better day. Um, I think they're very similar, you know, in terms of I would probably personally use T. Higgins. I'm a little bit more bullish on him than Boyd personally, and I think he's got a little more upside. So I think I would use T. Higgins, but if you wanted to go Boyd over Higgins, that'd be fine as well. But I would use one of the Bengals wide receivers. Got it. Thanks, guys. All right, good luck to you, Kevin. That leaves the line open, 312-332-3776. Michael is in Highland, Indiana. Hey, Mike, what do you got? Hey, what's up, guy? I love your show. You're, you're amazing. Uh, Mike, I love you, my man. I have a, I have a, a double question if, if you have time. Uh, the first one is um, I have... Calvin Ridley, um, he's my my wide receiver one, mm-hmm. and I have a trade off for Allen Robinson and Jalen Waddle, and I was kind of leaning towards him more for my love of bears rather than <laughs> points. Advice now. Yeah, this that's an interesting one. So I'll tell you, Michael. Um, looking at it, I personally am. I think. Calvin Ridley was drafted too high this year a little bit in terms of in fantasy leagues. I, I think Kyle Pitts is actually going to be the guy who a lot of people out there want. I'm not saying Ridley's going to be bad by any means. The, the problem is when you look at Waddle and Robinson, it's, it's the classic two for one. The manager is trying to come in and swoop in and grab the better player in a two for one deal here. And you might end up on the better end, Allen Robinson and Jalen Waddle, when all is said and done, but it's a little hard because you invested so much draft capital in Calvin Ridley. So I really wouldn't be looking to deal Ridley for, you know, for the, in that two for one, I'm intrigued by it, but you know, I I would want to see Michael a week from Waddle. Cause I don't think this is a good week. You don't really want to be using Allen Robinson this week. If you can avoid it with Jalen Ramsey, likely to be, you know, following him around the yard. So Michael, what I would do, is I would consider this, but I would want to wait a week to see how um, Waddle plays 
and uh, you know, and then wait a week and then just kind of see how it plays out before I go ahead and pull the trigger on that one. And I do apologize, folks. Got a lot of listeners, full phone lines, so I can only get one call in per uh, show, if at all possible. Uh, oh, Phil is in Notre Dame. Hey, Phil, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for letting me, helping me win my league uh, this past year. I got a half-point PPR for my flex, Damian Harris, Juju, or Jerry Judy. Okay, so in the half-point PPR, I really like Damian Harris because he's not. it's not as big a blow to him. The other running backs around him are not going to pile up all those extra points. So I would use Harris. I think he is, you saw it last year, he really is a dynamic running back, and I think they're going to lean heavily on him this year, especially you have to like the matchup in uh, Mac Jones's first NFL career start. I love Damian Harris today. So in the half-point PPR, it makes it pretty easy. If it was a full-point PPR, Phil, I would I would be more open to the idea of using Juju. But in a half-point PPR, Damian Harris is not as big of a it's not as big of a hindrance on his fantasy value. So I would go ahead and use Damian Harris. Thanks, Jack. You're the best. All right, man. Hopefully, uh, here's to another championship season for you, Phil. Let's uh, try Keith, who's in Hoffman Estates, with a PPR question. Hey, Keith. Hey, Jeff, I'll be quick. Um, unlike many others, I lost Gus Edwards on Friday. My options are Trey Sermon or Michael Carter. Who do I go to? All right, so Keith, for me, I don't think he's going to be the lead back, but I think Trey Sermon may be the lead back when we get to week seven or eight of the season for the 49ers. And it's just because he's not the lead back this week does not mean that he's not a useful player in fantasy football. And I could certainly, I would use him over Michael Carter. I want to see how the Jets' backfield shakes out. It's possible Tevin Coleman ends up seeing the most carries in the Jets' backfield this year. So I don't, I'm not completely buying into Michael Carter just yet. I would use Trey Sermon. I think that Lions matchup is certainly tasty. And I think both he and Raheem Mostert are uh, likely to have pretty good running lanes. Now, the problem is they may both offset each other in terms of having monster days, but I think both guys are have the capability of go over, going over 100 yards and scoring a touchdown or two today. So I would uh, probably plug in Mostert and Sermon in most of my lineups across the league. Now, I would try and avoid using both. Hopefully you're not in the situation where you've got both guys, but if, you've got, if you're either a Mostert owner or a Sermon owner this week, I think both guys are playable, and uh, it's advisable, actually, to plug them into your flex. All right, one more segment to go. We will uh, get to some of the questions via Twitch as well. We see you out there on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Follow us and join the conversation on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Again, right there for you. You can always watch our shows, and uh, you can watch Deion Miller and me later today before the Bears game right around 5 o'clock once the White Sox game wraps up. This is ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Phone lines again. One more segment to go. Damn you, ESPN listeners. Why? Why do you wait so long? I tell you every Sunday morning, if you want to get in, call at 8 a.m. 
I try and get you all in, but I can't. I've only got so much time to. Uh, I was just chatting with uh, Tyler Aki in the IDOT bullpen referencing Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction. I talk fast, I think fast, because time is of the essence. I want to get as much information as I can out to you, the listeners. But you got to call early in the show to ensure that you get in. And, of course, IDOT reminds you that driving responsibly in construction and work zones really is a matter of life or death. Learn more online or through social media at lifeordeathillinois.com. All right, let's try and get as many as we can in right now. Let's try Brian, who's in Crown Point, Indiana. Hey, Pry. Hey, Jeff, good morning. What's up? I got a uh, flex spot question. Uh, half point PPR between David Montgomery, Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Cooks, or Corey Davis? All right, Bri, you got one. You only need one of those, huh, for the flex there. That is a dilemma. I think I'm going to lean towards Corey Davis with um, David Montgomery kind of like coming up, trying to uh, pass him here. As we come down the stretch, but I think if it was my team, Bri, I would go ahead and use Corey Davis, what I've been talking about. I like the connection that Zach Wilson has um, has kind of shown with him in the preseason, and rookie quarterbacks have this tendency when they get out there for the first few weeks to kind of lock in on their favorite targets. So I think um, I think Corey Davis could have a big year, you know, despite the Jets not necessarily having a great season. It could be a productive year for the fantasy football owners of Corey Davis out there. Let's try Jack, who's in Orland Park. Hey, Jack, what's going on? Hi, uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, My pleasure. Real quick, I got a, got a wide receiver uh, opening between uh, Debo Samuels and uh, uh, Cortland Sutton, and uh, it's a full PPR. Beautiful. I like that one because it's a little. It's easier for me. I like Cortland Sutton. I think uh, he's looked really good in the preseason. Looks like he's all the way back from his knee injury last season, so I would go ahead and use Cortland Sutton. I do think he's going to be the uh, guy you want in the Broncos passing game above Jerry Judy this season. Let's try our man Peter, who's down in Miami. What's up, Pete? Jeff, good, man. Thank you for having this show again. Management has I know you're a busy guy, but management has to push it to two hours. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it, man. Uh, well, I wanted to go really quickly. I have uh, Saquon Barkley and Montgomery as my starting running backs. I know, and Saquon was uh, dropped in the second round. That's why I have him. Perfect. So, um, is it something to lean? I mean, I know the Bears matchup is is bad on the bench. I'm very thin with Singletary and Jamal Williams. Do you? Um, should I just leave it as it is and yeah. hope for the best? Yeah, you know what, Peter. So, um, Jamal again. Jamal Williams is enticing. But with Swift, when Swift is out there, like I would say, if Williams, you know, if Swift was not going to play today, then we could realistically consider Williams Singletary. Like you've got Zach Moss, and more importantly, I think you've got Josh Allen, who's a bigger threat in the red zone to steal touchdowns. So I, you know, let's stay away from Singletary until we see something from him this season. Uh, I think you're fine, Saquon. Again, as I mentioned. There's no benefit to the Giants to go ahead and tell people exactly what their plans are, how many touches they're going to give him today. All I can tell you is that he's been cleared, full contact, ready to go. He should be active today. So if you drafted Saquon because he fell in the second round, Peter, I'm using him. And I'd use David Montgomery over both Jamal and Singletary. I know it's a tough matchup. It may not be the best fantasy football day, but the truth is I think he's going to have the most opportunities and maybe we, you know, maybe you get lucky and he sneaks in for a goal line touchdown and maybe we as Bears fans get lucky and somehow, some way the Bears find their way to a victory in LA at SoFi Stadium tonight. I don't know if that's uh, going to be, uh, uh, I don't think that's great odds, but you know what? I'll talk more about that 
later today with Dion Miller as we have the pregame, the Bears pregame coverage for you two hours before the game starts all season long. Today, we might be on a little bit longer because we're going to jump on as soon as the White Sox game wraps up today, as soon as our postgame show is over. Dion Miller and I will be here talking Bears and Rams and getting you set for the Sunday nighter today. All right. Uh, you know what? Few less than a minute to go here, so I'm just going to run through. It looks like Andy and as we go, I can't put you on the air, Andy, but he had a two wide. Re- he needs two wide receivers. He had Jamar Chase, Jalen Rager, Jacoby Myers, or Paris Campbell. Andy, of those options, I would use Chase and Myers, but I don't love Jamar Chase and what I've seen. But honestly. I don't trust Jalen Rager because I don't trust him as a player, and I don't trust Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. Um, and Paris Campbell, look, he's uh, he's uh, the second option at best right now in Indianapolis, so let's wait on him a week or so. And then quickly, Julian in Deerfield wanted to know Corey Davis or Melvin Gordon. I would use Corey Davis in the PPR format there, Julian. All right. That does it for me, but again, I'll be back with Deion Miller later today. Thanks to Tyler Aki for producing this fine show. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Miller. If you've got more, I'll try and answer them before the noon kicks today. Stay tuned and uh, check us out on the pregame show two hours before the Bears game. Thanks for listening.